Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Thanks, man. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. And welcome to He Said, She Said. All right. And we have um, our guest, and I'm going to be your commentator for tonight. And our guest is going to be Elder Charles Lee, Reverend Maureen Lee, Pastor Toy Daly, and Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson. And everyone, say hello. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise them, praise them. Okay, last week, uh, did we have, well, two weeks ago, did we have fun um, here last night on, on this show here? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. Okay, so we're not going to be asking about uh, trash bags anymore this time and um, <laughs> things of that nature. We're going to get a little bit serious here tonight. And um, uh, before we get started, do you want to um, just, you know, um, send a message out to anyone um any one of you or all of you before we get uh, started? <laughs> Amen. We we just thank and bless God for everybody that's joining in here with us this evening. We welcome you to He Said, She Said. Um, we are sending out, for those of you who have not yet received the regular process, we're sending out the advertisements for this evening. But, hey, join in with us. If you have a question, you would like to ask, you could dial in at 319-527-6091 and just hit one. And the referee for the evening will bring you in to talk with us directly. Amen. All right. Anybody else want to uh, say something before we get started? Okay, so we'll just go ahead and get, we're going to get right into it. Uh, you want to say something, Maureen? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. All right, so um, now uh, I'm going to ask uh, some more serious questions. Now, you know, we have fun, and we still can have fun with, um, you know, some of the questions that, that I'm going to ask you. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask um, both you and and, uh, and Charles a question. And the question is, what scares you about your about your relationship? You, you want an honest opinion on that one? Yes, sir. The only thing that scares me, and it's called life, and you can let me know if I'm right or wrong, and people, if you're here, you can call in, and I want uh, Todd and um, Pastor Toy to uh, see if they agree with me, is that one day one of us has to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That be it for that me. That be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep, yep. 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 Before the other one, and, you know, that person is left here. That that's why you have to make your marriage strong now. Relationships, period. You have to make it strong because when that one person is gone, are you gonna be able to carry on? Uh. Mm. That's gonna be. I know we we say we can do it, but it'll be hard losing your best friend uh. after thirty years. It, it it'll be difficult. I told my kids they might have to put me in uh, uh, some place for a couple weeks. Until I can get it together. Right. <laughs> understood, understood. 
All right. Uh, so we're going to move on over to um, Evangelist Todd. I want to make a comment. Ah, question. My fault. Let me. I just answer on that. I definitely agree on on that. That's 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 my definite one point. You know what I mean? We don't have thirty years. We have three, and that three years is something was to happen to. I'm I'm all crazy. You know what I mean? That's the one thing I like mm-hmm. about this. Uh, um, going through our uh, marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling classes, because it makes you focus on yourself. You know, it makes you look at yourself, and, and you know, it's got it's like this, uh, this baseball field, and it starts off with um, the first base is personal history, and with personal history, you're breaking yourself down, and letting your your, your fiance know the deepest, more inner parts about you, your feelings, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what happened in your past, what what, what was done to you. You know what I mean? Once you move from first base, you go on a second base with an um, uh, fermentation and, and grace. You know what I mean, that's like asking people that you know in your family that you trust to tell, tell, tell about you, to tell your fiance about you. And once you get move on from, from second base, go to third base, third base is deeper sharing. You know what I mean? And deeper sharing is where we're at right now, where, we're, where, where you feel that way. You don't want you, you, you to. You I praise God every day for it. You know what I mean? It's why we pray for it every day. You know what I'm saying? And once you go to third base, coming home is that um, authentic oneness. You know what I mean? That's the baseball, how you, how you break it down, how your relationship be broken down. And that's the thing about it, man. You, if, if you're looking to get married, I mean, you have to go and engage. If you're looking to get engaged, get into premarital counseling. I'm telling you, there are baggages that you have that you, that you have buried so long that need to be dug up to be talked about so it can be buried with both of y'all and don't come up. It opens you up and seeing more about yourself. You know what I'm saying? It gives you, it, it gives me more gratefulness under God to let me see me and to have a woman like her on my side. And, and it's praising God like, wow, you changed this much about me. You, you're making me understand this is my, about somebody. Like my, big, my biggest thing in, in, in it is, is my rage. You know, I'm praising God. I'm learning how to control that that beast. You know what I'm saying? But it's not pushing her away. That's my that's one of my other fears in, in the marriage. But it ain't as strong as this. <laughs> but my fear is when she goes. You know what I mean? Being they coming from a family, every always had a male and female original mother and original father in the family. You know what I mean? Seeing like my mother, my my father, my mom, my my mom, my dad go, then my mom go. I know how we felt, but I know how my mom felt when my dad went. You know what I mean? Me, my dad, and my grandfather are, tri- are triplets. We're, we're identical. And when my pop, my, my father went, every time I went over to my mom's house, I can see her seeing him and me. You know what I mean? Seeing his face. So I can understand that hurt to see that mystery she was feeling. And that's what scares me in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. You are so right about that marital counseling pre-marriage. It, it's very important because I used to tell the women on the show is we carry so much baggage into our next relationship when we need to leave the baggage at the door. Huh. Mm. And it's that's that grow from each mistake you made. You have to grow and own it. If you made it, own it. Yeah. So you can move. Amen to I, I that. Bless God. And I used to agree with you on that one, be the baggage at the door. But now I'm at a place of it's time to unpack the baggage. Hmm. If I go on a trip, when I come home from my trip, I don't leave my bags packed forever. 
even if I don't unpack as soon as I walk in my front door, at some point, I'm going to unpack my bag. I'm going to clean my clothes. I'm going to pull out my new clothes. I'm going to trash some clothes that I only had for that particular vacation or trip. Um, And, and that's what we got to do in life. Sometimes we got to unpack our emotional baggage. We need to trash some stuff, clean some stuff, like yep. let go of some stuff. Yeah, that's what I meant by leave it alone. I, like, I know that's why. I know that's why I went there with it because I was hearing. Yeah, and the funny so part good. is that's what that's what premarital counseling helps you do. Mm-hmm. But I go one deeper. If you not even if you're not looking for premarital counseling right now, you know you have gone through a rough time in life. Go talk hey. to somebody. Go talk to somebody. In the church, we are so, we shy away. We do everything. Oh, just pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Don't take me wrong. Prayer works. Yes, it is. I'm a living witness that prayer works. However, I know that God has given men and women the intelligence and the ability to understand the psyche. And if you go and talk to somebody while you praying, it's easier to unpack that emotional baggage when you got somebody helping you to unfold them clothes. That's all I'm saying. To tell you, you truth, while you're praying, God going to tell you to go talk to somebody. Because <laughs> God tells you, you know, right? book, and, his, and his word is wise man seeks wise counseling. So, so while you're sitting there praying, God going to tell a person in your mind and your spirit and you're going to look for you can call and go talk to. So he's going to sing to somebody to hear from. Now I mean? But the thing about it is you got to take them steps. It's not an easy facing yourself, but you got to face yourself. Yeah. Right. That's another thing I tell people is before you move on to another relationship, you got to love you. Everything about right. you love you. And once you can accept who you are and your mistakes, you'll, you'll grow from it. You will grow from it. You got to own your mistakes and try not to make the same mistake twice. Amen. All right. That's the best thing about that's the, that's the best thing about being a human. I praise God for. When we make a mistake the first time, and when when, when we see ourselves giving up in that same path, we can stop it. Yeah. You know I mean, we can stop. We can stop going down that way. You know what I mean? Because when, when, like you said, like you said earlier, we learn from our mistakes. But if you continue making the same mistakes, you're in this cycle of just a, a digital cycle, going over and over the same thing over and over. You have to break that cycle. It has to be broken. Growth, growth does not. Growth comes from change. You have something has to change in order, in order for growth to come. All right, all right. Let me let, let me add a little bit to that, Todd. Even I noticed through all the marriage counseling and stuff we've done over the years, I tell people. When you keep doing a mistake over and over again, that gets to be a choice. It's not a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what you choose. Yeah, you're choosing to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's what you choose to do. See, you you got to change. And uh, I've been learning that over the years, getting older. And uh, I can't never say a lot of great coming in because it's not. My wife carries the great for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and she looks good uh, with amen. it. But, um, you know, a- after a while, growing in God's grace, we we learn that it's hard sometimes even as men to admit our mistakes. Yeah. And see, that's the bottom line we got to do, especially to our spouses. You know, yep. she, sometimes 
she don't want to see you buy a new dress for or buy a new car outside. She just want to hear you say, I'm sorry. It was my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that goes much further than the diamond ring. Yeah. You know, they may say they want the diamond yeah, ring. You get that lady. Don't, don't get it on yeah. the, the situation because mm-hmm. it's not fitting. But nah, just let them know, you know I'm sorry. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, it took me years to do that because we have that manly pride. You know, and that sticks yeah. out. Always be right. That's why I tell guys, even when I do counseling with them, I say sometimes even when you're right, you gotta be wrong. You said, "What right. you mean?" I said, "It ain't always about you having the last word. It's not. I just like peace in my house." Ain't that the truth? And you know, <laughs> remember the old saying that God said to me all the time, even when I was in the prison, uh, "Happy wife, happy life." I said, "How you know you ain't married?" Take <laughs> 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 that one. I had a friend. We don't leave nameless, Maureen. Okay? <laughs> Come on. I had a friend because, you know, when me and Maureen start first buying our cars with the girls, we always bought them vehicles to the size of our families. So I had bought a brand new Durango, and a friend of mine told me, because I had a Durango, and what we had at uh, um, the Caravan. The Dodge, Dodge Caravan. Mm-hmm. It was in good shape. had the engine rebuilt and everything. So that's what I drove, you know. And so I let her drive the um, the Durango. So you know, my friend had the nerve to come up and tell me, "Oh man, you you should you should be driving a better car, because you know, look at it. You paid all that money for that car, and you, you driving the minivan, and you know, it got me back from point A to point B. And if anything got broke on it, I knew how to fix it. So I told him, I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I said, first off, you need to mind your business, okay? I said because we were doing this fine before, before we got your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but you know what, the reason, I said, since you wanted to know, I really ain't got to tell you, but I said, we're in this conversation now. I said, the reason, if you want to know why my wife drives the best car, I said, she drives my kids around, okay? So she mm-hmm. needs the best She's not a mechanic. She don't know how to fix a car. I said, now, most of the cars I have, if something go wrong with it, I know it's wrong. She'll tell you instantly. And if I can't fix it, I get a mechanic. But I'm talking to a man that didn't have a job or no cars or anything. So I had to look at the source it was coming from. You know, it's coming from a sideways source. He's talking out the side of his mouth. So I told him, I said, look, we just going to leave this alone before we go to some place that don't need to go. Amen. That's right. Right to that. <clears throat> All right. So um, we're going to move on to the next question. And um, like I said, you know, no, no um, answer is wrong. And it's just like there's many different ways that you can skin a cat. And um, each and every one of the answers that's provided is, you know, excellent, healthy um, decision that, you know, everyone is making. So, you know, sometimes the problem really is yourself. And, you know, and you may be at fault. You know, there may be a habit or behavior trait that just drives your significant other, you know, probably up the the wall. And a good way to figure that out is um, simply ask this one question, what can I do better? So um, to answer that, I'm going to go – and uh, we're going to ask Pastor Toy uh, her answer on what can I do better. Okay, wait. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm a little confused. What can I do better? What can you yes. do better? Or what can he do better? Okay, so it's what you can do better. All right. So uh, okay. let me just. Let me just. You know, like I said, sometimes we may have a habit or a behavioral trait. That may not drive someone crazy, but you know it's something that they feel as though you can work on. And I'm mm-hmm. just asking 
the question, you know, what can you do better? Not hold stuff so long. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm going to use this uh, statement I heard my pastor say, and when he said it, I was like, oh, we're in common in that area. I'm like a freezer. I can hold some stuff for a long time. I can hold some stuff, and you wouldn't even know I was holding it. Mm-hmm. I would, cause I would still like if 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 God says I can cut you off, then I ain't gonna deal with you. But I will still, God bless you. I'll still pray for you when the Lord lead me to. I will still all that stuff. But I'm sitting there looking at you like, mm, okay, thank you for showing right. me who you really are. So for mm-hmm. me, I would say mm-hmm. I need to learn how to let go of some stuff. Okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Evangelist Todd. Uh, for me, <laughs> I know it's my rage. I I, I just, I'm a type of person like I, about respect. You know, when you study, played a lot of martial arts growing up, boxing growing up, I studied a lot with um. Another style of Japanese on a respectful letter. Now, I always, I'm always about respect when I speak to you, I talk to you. I'm not the type of person when you that that that, that that's in the somebody trying to talk 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 down to you, look down their nose on you. That type of things that just get under my skin. You know what I mean? But there's some things that that my mind may think of and I get angry on. You know what I mean? And I don't. Once I get angry, I don't care if I'm angry at the person down the street. If you come up next to me, that anger's gonna pour out on you. That's my rage, and that's the part I'm learning how to control. You know what I mean? Like God said, be angry but don't sin. So now ain't nothing wrong with being angry, but don't allow your anger to pour out where it don't need to go at. So I'm learning, taking a lot of, of steps and measures and learning how to control that rage. You know what I mean? And it's a beautiful thing because some things have been happening, and I haven't been acting any way that I used to act. So the growth is there, change has come. I know I still have more to work on because as long as I'm living, I'm always going to have that rage. <laughs> it ain't like this one. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, he's going to say, I'm out of here. As long as I'm living, like I, as, a, as an exorcist, I always tell people, you have Jesus all day long while you're on this earth to help you to defeat these demons. And as long as you're living, you have these everyday demons that's going to keep coming at you. doesn't make a difference on how much you pray for this day or how much you've done. Because once you have done what you've done for the day and the day is done, you have what God allows you, you have tomorrow. So as long as you keep living, you're going to keep fighting. So don't think that because something that you're, that you're controlling inside yourself has gone, that's to fooling yourself. It's always going to be there. You're always going to have to control it. You know what I mean? So I'm learning. And that's, that's the best thing for me. I, I praise God for that calling of an exorcist because it teaches me a lot on how to defeat my own demons, you know? And for right. me happening to teach somebody else how to walk that path and how to how to fight, I gotta put my armor down and keep mine strong, you know. And because of being an exorcist, it's like a bump in their head because you get, now you're constantly under an attack because they don't want you to do what God's sending you out to do. So I'm constantly in a fight and they're constantly attacking what they know that they think they know, not what they know, but today what they think they know can get to me. And they all know all his rage. Just as somebody say this, I've learned to pray for people, you know. That's the best thing about it when you turn things over to God. It gives you what's called the discernment. You can see anything before it even happens. As we start praying, praying against them demons. And it changes that whole atmosphere. 
You know, like I said, my thing to answer that question is the, the rage, and then my rage. All right, all right. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. You know, okay. Yeah. So, so we want. It's like um, you can answer one time because everything they say, we just the same way and the same people. Mhm. Uh-huh. Maureen holds. <laughs> <laughs> like me, I hold. I don't express myself. It's okay. like it. Mm-hmm. Tell me that all the time. Express yourself, and I just look at them. Like I can. Like no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> But that's my, I, I have a bad problem with that expression and, myself. And, and, and Pastor Tor, you, you you know what I nicknamed that, right? What? Y'all y'all are what I call emotional hoarders. Y'all got to get you. Oh. You got to oh, yeah. it out. Emotional mm-hmm. hoarders. Then then it builds up to where the day that y'all do do it, we had to tell everybody, no, she don't need to go with B two or three. I'm just like Todd on the other side. She don't show enough emotions. Sometimes I show too many emotions. Ah. And I have to know how to pull back. And, and, and Todd, I call us. People say anything about us. I say, well, look, see, God's not finished with us yet. Mm-hmm. Ah. We, 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 still, we still a work in progress. Oh, and my God. That. Yes, we know that. So, so see, we have to it, sit it, back. Sometimes Maureen used to, used to say, she said, Charles, why did you say that? Because I be saying stuff to people, Todd, and they say, he can't be human. Because I, I got one lady and her husband one day, and I told I told the lady, I said, look, you better get your husband out here if I snap his neck off and, you know, down his down his neck and throw uh-huh. And uh-huh. I said, look, I will pull your eyeballs out, rip your heart out of your chest, and give it back to you before you hit the ground. I said, don't do yeah. that. I said, don't do you that. don't want to take it to another level that I don't need to go there. And God God is working with us, Todd. I'm telling you, he's working with yeah. us. I think that's a military rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see, that, that's the thing. That's the thing you got to get to understand, too. When, you, when you're when you trained to do something, and it's not even, like I said, it's not even the point of being trained. It's when you use the training to get yourself from point A to point B. When you see what they train you does work, when you come back home, when I got back home, I was kind of air from the door. No lie, that rage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, what people don't understand is you, you're facing and dealing with some things that you ain't never – you may see on the movie screen. You may turn right. your head from it. You know what I'm saying? I can't turn my head. Turning my head costs somebody life. You know what I mean? So, so when, you, when, you, mm-hmm. when, you, when you have something inside of you that's eating at you and eating at you, you know what I mean? When somebody starts talking, start talking to you, all you can see – it me just I I'm like my my thing was I like, keep talking about I'm gonna pull your skin off your face. I understand just <laughs> that's real, bro. That's why God that's why God gave me battle scriptures. Now what I mean Isaiah four fifty four and fourteen, Isaiah fifty four seventeen, Luke four and eight. My battle scriptures and I use them. <laughs> what do I use them? Right. <laughs> I know what he mean. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I'm like listening to you. You sound like Charles. I'm like, oh, wow. We go to the store, he looking around for glass bottles, cans, in case something break off, he got weapons. I'm like, I, got you one. I keep one with me. I keep one in my right pocket. <laughs> Always. See, Toy yeah. got a joke with me. Joy, Toy got a joke with me, like, which knife should I put my cockade in? Should I wear my red and black knife with my black and white Jordans? Should I wear my gray knife 
with my blue Jordan, with my all blue knife, with my blue Nikes. <laughs> trust, trust me, when you, it's, it's like this. God made made us warriors. And once you're a warrior, you're always, it's not, it's not something, that's what you're made to do. You know what I'm saying? It's what you were made to be. We just have to learn how to take that fighting mentality into a different atmosphere. Like God taught me how to take it from the flesh to the spirit as an exorcist. So how my tenacity was in the streets of fighting, that's how we all were praying. So I got to study more. I got to get deep into because I got. I'm, I know I'm going into a war. When when somebody's going, God's going to send us somewhere for somebody the house to be exercised or somebody needs to be prayed. Somewhere down the line that during that day it's going to happen. So I have to prepare myself for that. And that's what a warrior does: prepare himself for he knows he's going into battle. So as spiritual warriors, we know we're going into battle. We need to study the word of God and keep it on our mind so so much that it's it, it that you're breathing, that you're sleeping, it you're, you're thinking it. Because when you're walking down that street, and that little simple thought, and, that, and, and you may have, you listen to the word, uh, you're walking down the street, or you listen in the car, and you got gospel playing. At that moment of time, you're playing gospel. Demons are still plotting against you. <laughs> we have mm-hmm. to keep that on our mind. And the only way they can get to you is what's inside, what lies inside you. So it's because you got, we have a demon inside of us, it's called a door opener. And that's that demon that opens that door and lets the test of other demons through. Demons know how to get to that door open and try to get that door open for them. So you're constantly in the everyday battle fight. And the word of God is what you need to get yourself up. You're so right. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, uh, the the great part of um, everything that, you know, everybody answered is that, you know, what can you do better? And the whole thing is that you're already working on a solution before you even get to that problem. And, um, you know, great yep. job to, you know, all of you guys. And um, it's just great to have, you know, uh, that, that mind thought of saying, hey, I already know that, you know, I have, you know, you know something that I could work on and, you're already working on it, and that's that's just great to hear that you have that that mindset in in motion, and that's great uh, because you know, idle mind, you know, leaves things Ooh. open in other directions. So once you have Ooh. your mindset on something, you know, positive, you know, you're going to be going in in, in a a positive yes. direction. So you know, like I said, yes. it's, it's great to hear those answers from each and every one of you. And um, so the next question I'm going to ask you. You know, um, and this is something um, that you might have to dig in deep, so just give it a minute to, you know, to sink in. And so the question I'm going to ask you is, uh, what is your long-term goals, you know, either individually or together as a, uh, as a couple? Start off with the leads. My long-term goal is just keep surrendering everything I have to help. That that's Amen. all my, my my everything we've been through in the past. I would say six years with the, raising the kids and learning to really leave them where they are and let God deal with them. I just want God to get the glory in my life. I just want when Amen. I walk in the to see who I am and who I belong. Amen. Amen. Yeah, my and my, my long term. To, um, to get get closer to my father, cause that'll make me get closer to my wife. You know, and the more right. I love on him, the more he's gonna teach me how to love her better. 
And, you know, just to make our make our relationship what what Christ wanted it to be, because you know it, it's they tell you about marriages in, in in the Bible that you know we're examples, you know, to mm-hmm. our relationship. So you know, people always say this, say that, but you got, I mean, you you got to watch yourself in and out of the church. You know, we just can't That's wait right. to Sunday to get to church and just straighten up and you know put our nice Sunday clothes on and and put put our good attitude on. We got to be that twenty four seven because you are being watched. Amen. Mm-hmm. It gets a big thing of, you know, it's just like even Todd, Todd tell you, even when we was in the military, they tell you a soldier 24 hours a day. 24 hours. That's Reflects God. So I want to be, you know, a good servant to where he can look and say, you know, well, even behind closed doors, because he sees whatever you do. You know, it, it's like yeah. I'm to look and say, even when nobody else is looking, because I'm always looking, Christ is I'm always looking. Even when nobody else is looking, yeah. he's doing, I would say, nobody's doing 100%, but say, I say he's doing like 90 to 95% of what is making me look good, because we're supposed to do everything to his glory. Amen. Amen. Come on down. Well, you know, they, they go to church every Sunday, but then when I see them on Monday, they're in the park smoking weed. Ah, wow. Yeah. Okay, you, you know, so, I, I mean, and even, even, um, the, the, the people that don't believe in God is watching us, and they, yeah. they, 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 more. They, they, they watching more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they, they nitpick. They, they gauging us by what we do, and they gauge you. You can't gauge all Christians by that. Mm-hmm. But they gauge nah. you and see somebody, somebody looking at, it and they gauge and say, "Well, do all Christians do that?" You know what? Yeah. Can I cut you? Yeah. You can come here. That's funny that he said that because we had a pastor. I introduced Pastor Toy to John Whitaker, Pastor John Whitaker, and before uh-huh. he gave you. A in the church, he, he didn't tell you he was coming to your neighborhood and talk to your neighbors. He said, I'm past, I just want to know how these people are. Like, honestly, yeah, straight We didn't know he was there. We didn't know he was coming. And then yeah. he called us all into the church one at a time, and that's when he gave positions and set people down. But he told us when he came to the neighborhood, he didn't tell us, because he told us individually about what people say this and that, but when he told us that he came in our neighborhood, you can see people slumping down in chairs. Yeah, yeah, like what? What's the, why are you slumping down in the chair? Cause I'm like this 24 hours a yeah. day. You know, if you make me mad, I might snap and I, I say, "Excuse me." You know, even my pastor there, because when we went out with him and we did street ministry, I had to be by him his whole time because I said, "I ain't letting nobody hurt my pastor out here." Right. And they knew. It. So he always say, "What's the life is not even funny." <laughs> yeah, because that's how it has to be. Somebody need to. Come into your area, see who you are. Yeah, when mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's looking. <laughs> wow. All right, <clears throat> Pastor Tori. Yes. My long term goal. My long term goal is to make it in. Amen. I feel like if I if I make it in, it handles everything else because everything I got to do to make it in. Amen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to be obedient to God's word. Like when we was talking earlier and I said how one of the things I got to work on is letting go. Well, see, the reason I started holding on to stuff was because I didn't always hold stuff. If you gave it to me, honey, I was going to cook it up, grits, season it, feed it right back to you. I was right with you. That's what you mm-hmm. want. Oh, okay, that's what we doing today. Come on, I got you. I got that side. 
But see, God had to teach me some things with it. And in teaching me, it wasn't because I was sitting somewhere praying, God, control my anger. I was praying, God, I want to be more like you. And as I was praying, God, I want to be more like you, he was like, yo, what you doing? That ain't me. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me and look mm-hmm. at what you're doing. I mean, you know, we always talk about the grace, mercy, and love of God. He do have a vengeful and an angry side, too. And I'm one of them mm-hmm. ones that when he when he's sick of it, I'm one of them ones who'll say, okay, Troy, go ahead. But I have to wait for him to say, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell people all the time, they'll go, oh, you're a female. You got to start. No, I'm God's ram in the bush. And what I've right. been learning how to do is to be obedient to the voice of God so I know when to be the ram and when to be the dove, when to be the lion, when, <laughs> when to be the lioness. So, it, you know, because the lion just stay at home and chill. The lioness go hunting, fighting, and everything. So it, it's being obedient to God's voice. So my long-term goal is to be able to one day hear God say to me, come on in, thy good and faithful servant. That That's that's my long-term goal, because if I can make that goal, then I'm good with my husband or my husband-to-be. I'm good with my children, my grandchildren, my mother, my friends, relationships, and everything else, because for me to make it in, I got to walk like Christ. Amen. Long term, long term goal. Well, my truth being, God has opened my spiritual eyes to something, and to sit down and have to write out one of our lessons for the real rap. To sit there with Jesus, to to sit here, and this is how it really starts off. I sit here and I say, okay, Jesus, what did God want to speak on? I was watching TV, like 15, 20 minutes later, these thoughts start coming through my mind, and these thoughts are coming to me are building the thought up because it's building the title. Like our next month's title is Know Your Demons. So Jesus told me I got all these books that we study on every day, got the Bible, and they, they start for him to give that title and then start giving out instructions and start to put this and to sit down and grabbing the books and going through it and hand and put this and and say this and this and this and then go from that to the final copy and to sit back and read all that to have God to, to, to remember how that got started just blows my mind every month. It had never, ever, that connection with Christ, that, 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 that being with him, that, just, you know, just to know that he's there not, and, and to see and to feel him. I mean, my long-term goal in life, like for coming from experience, all that Lucifer had to offer it compares nothing to what God has to offer. It makes me understand Luke 4 and 8 a whole lot better. When Lucifer told Jesus to bow down to him and I would give you his all your eyes can see. I understand Jesus' response to get thee behind me because when you look at that all through Luke, Jesus has been telling Lucifer, it is written, for it is written, it is written. But here, Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. That showed a sign of the test. Like, who are you to offer me anything? First That's and right. foremost, you did not create none of this. You, God got his fingerprints on you, you know, 
and, and for God to, for Jesus to keep open my eyes more and more to how minute and how weak Lucifer is and his demons are, and to see, physically see through Christ the authority as an exorcist we have over them, my long-term goal to my breath is, is to teach others how to do the same thing. Like, I feel yeah. sick and tired. I mean, I love my my, my fiance. I love her to death. And I know I know I already know that she's covered through Christ with me. I'm not gonna let her down, cause my fear is letting God down. That's my number one fear in the world. And I know God gave us a spirit of non fear, but that's mine, letting him down. But as an exorcist to do what we do, we walking down Kelly Drive. She got attacked. Immediately we cast that demon away. You know, and as soon as we did that, another spirit walked up and touched me on my shoulder. I didn't think she'd seen a spirit talking about thank you. That's how, that's what I'm saying. If, you're not, if you don't experience things like that with God, you really, it's, it's, no. <laughs> as you don't, I mean, like, it's hard for me to really explain, explain it to you because it's not, exorcism is not a job that I, I invite a lot of people. It's, it's not because it, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of doing this. That's why I feel so comfortable knowing that Christ is there with me. I'm not boldly jumping in this. You know what I'm saying? It was. A, it, I wouldn't say it was forced, but that it sure though was letting me know you're not going to do nothing else. It's what you were created to do. <laughs> you know? But mm-hmm. they have Christ with me constantly. They hear him talk about pray for that person, pray for this, pray for that to stop, pray, watch the news. I see that happen. Pray for them to be caught. Three days later, they get caught. Pray this. See that? My pastor got mad at me. Not mad, mad, but you know what I'm like, why don't you call me and let me know things is how y'all going, things going on? And my response to him was, Pastor, when you praying, no matter what you're praying for, and you physically are watching God answer and answer and answer, he makes it hard for you to go to anybody and ask for anything. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm I'm cutting you out. But God has shown me, come to me, I got you. And that's that's my long term goal to teach people. God got you through Christ. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. That's right. And, and it's signs that people don't know why I couldn't get that car. Why I couldn't get that house. Right. Supposed to. right. Wasn't supposed to. Wasn't written for you. At no, that time no. period. That's that's the thing everybody gets to understand when God says no. Got to accept his nose. Or because he's saying no to me is not meant for you or meant meant for you at that time, period. Or it's no good for you. You know what I mean? But you got to accept God's nose because his nose is what brings on his yeses. God could be saying no before he says yes. He knows he knows what's in it before you want this, but he doesn't see the the, the, the the forefront of it before you even get there. So he answering you no, but we get mad and upset saying, oh, say, saying thank you. But then he reveals to you why he said no. You know what I'm saying? He, he will be able to see why you, but you got to be openly spirit to see that, to receive that. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and, and Rob, can I intervene with something real quick? Because I just thought about sure. uh, how God, God always has his hand on you. And certain things, oh. we even talked to you and Pastor Toy about, and most people, they hear about it and they be like, what? I had a godson, and we, uh, his father died. So, you know, he, he wanted me at the funeral, you know, to support him. So I went to the funeral, and we stand by the gravesite, and everybody's sitting out there. You know, I knew a couple people that had came. I didn't know they were his family members. But they said, oh, yeah, we, we related to Jamil and this and that, and they went on and on. So I had a guy 
Todd, that came up to me, he was talking to me. He said, uh, who, who died? Right. I told him, I showed him, you know, and showed him the obituary. And he said, oh, oh, he's going to be fine. Right. So I talked to Jamil's mother that was at the funeral. Between me, Maureen, and her, we was the only three people that seen them. Right. So she said, she said, well, who did you talk to? And see, this is how I know it. This is when I get excited about God doing things in my life because everybody don't go through this. So when she said, what did he look like? So you know you open the obituary and you have pictures wow. in there? So yeah. I opened the obituary and I showed her. I said, this is him right here. She said, that's the one that he's being buried on top of. Uh, oh, wow. I said, uh, huh? Uh, uh, uh. That's the one he's being about. So his spirit came to me while we sitting out there, and I told God, I said, God, you know what? You must really look upon me with with, with bright eyes and smiles because everybody don't go through this. So God I, knows what everybody everybody can't handle everything. Yeah, and He know who can handle what. Right, right, so I, right. Said, that's his brother. I said that's his brother. She said he's the one already in the grave and. Jamil's father is the one being buried on top of him. And, and you know what? Yeah. It didn't get a whole lot of rock because I know what God can do. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked at That's him. it. Real quick, I, had, I, I was in a uh, um, supermarket and was short $2. A lady in front of me, all up in your memory, she had on a red sweater. That's a white woman. She had on a red sweater. When I looked at her, she looked kind of funny. I'm like, okay, but she's in front of me. She's real nice. She, even around her, you can feel that. As a matter of fact, I was feeling like something was going like, something had going on at that. It was a long time ago, but I'll never forget it. So I, I walk up behind her. I'm like, you know, you start feeling the music. You start hearing the music in the store. And some of the music that I like, I'm like, wow, these white people are actually playing this stuff in here right now. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but it got me in a better mood, though. So I run up behind her. And remember, she's in front of me. So she packs her stuff up and goes. Well, I'm ringing my stuff up. Gosh, I'm $2 short. I said, oh, I'm $2 short. She went, here you go. So I right, thank you, ma'am. And boom, when she gave the money, gave it to him, and my back pocket was $5. So I'm saying, let me go out and give her back her $2 to her. Now, from where I was at to where to the front door was at was a long walk. I don't care. I looked there. I looked up. I looked over. She was born. Mm-hmm. I'm walking down, asking people, Yo, you see that woman in that red sweater? They was like, nah, what you talking about? I go outside, and the people stand out front. I say, yo, my man, you see a white woman, white woman come out here with a red, bright red sweater on? He is like, nah, man. I've been standing here for the last 15 minutes. I ain't seen nobody. I was like, okay, Lord, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened in West. had a different scenario. I'm sitting there talking to the person, and and they was going through something. So we started talking. Two people walked up, and... And right there, you could just feel the spirit. This movie's talking about Christ and guys in bed. We started praising like that. When my man and me started walking away, he went to the store. I kept going. I just stopped at the, at the block. And this is in West Texas, a long block. I stopped, turned, something started to turn around. I turned around, they were gone. <laughs> I just started laughing. Right. I'm like, Lord, you something up. <laughs> like, there's no way, there's no way they get up this block that fast. <laughs> you know? Wow. Amazing, you know, but he, yeah. he does it just needed. And see, he shows those gifts to those he got something for. It's not for everybody. We already know the guy said, oh, what is it called? Uh, so many cars, so so many choosing. We know how, how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, many a car, a few are choosing ones. Them choosing ones got gifts. Yeah. <laughs> and he has, to, he has to reveal those gifts to you. That's how you know that you're chosen. Like, like with Moses, 
He told Moses to put his hand along inside his going, pulled out his hand was white. So I'm gonna put it back, it was black. He was like, Oh, okay. Only you can do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Only you can do that. You know what I mean? Can't nobody else touch me like that in a blink of a second and another second. Come on, man. So the chosen ones have certain gifts that God has for them, but he has to reveal them to them. And the first way he reveals them to them is by letting you know he got angels. Didn't he say I would put angels that round that would guard you and be there for you? He's, he's proving his words. He's just proving his words. Sure. But, but for those who are chosen. Now everybody can do this fight. There's so many, and the body of Christ, there's, there's some people are just followers. You know what I mean? There's some people that just be followers. But there's all those, the chosen ones, who are to lead the followers. And those are the ones that got rid of all those special gifts. So like I would tell people, when you walk in with Christ, you got perks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Tell him. Just, just saying his name. Uh, you don't even have to shout his name out when a demon attacks you. Jesus' name is so powerful, all you have to do is just thank it. Amen. In your mind. In your mind, you just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're going to say, okay, we out. got to. You got to. And that name is going. But they're coming back. That's the thing with God wants everybody to understand, though. They're coming back. So prepare yourself for it. There's power in that name. That's right. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're um, around the time of the call of salvation, and uh, I want to see if um, any one of you want to um, offer the call of salvation, and immediately I'll do the announcements. Well, we just thank and bless and praise God for everybody that has joined in with this us <laughs> this <laughs> evening. You know, it, it it's funny because So many times we come in on Purpose Kingdom Network and there's somebody preaching and teaching or praying about something, but sometimes we need to just come and talk about what's going on in life, what people are dealing with. And when you come and you can hear the power of God in what people are dealing with. See, I like people to come up to me and they'd be like, well, how do you know that God's word is true? You weren't there. You don't know if Moses is real. You don't know if Jesus got up. You don't know if Paul did what he said and all of that. And, you know, that's what they tell us. And normally we're trained to talk to them about faith. But I bless God about those perks you heard evangelists and Rev and Elder talking about. When you work with Christ, we get those perks. Those perks are he begins to show himself to you in your lifetime. So you might not have been there to see Jesus raise the dead in the biblical time, but in the name of Jesus, you have seen people get up in this lifetime. You may not have been there to see him heal the woman with the issue of blood in biblical times, but I'm here to tell you today as a living witness, I watched them heal a woman with an issue of blood, which would have been me. Hallelujah, God. I, I, uh, you may not have been there to see him chase deaths away from uh, Peter's mother-in-law, hallelujah, but I was there to see him chase deaths away from my mother when she was when she was um, going through lung failure. I saw him chase deaths away from my grandmother three times before he finally called her home, and I really believe he called her home then because she was laying in her bed saying, God, did you forget I was here? Um, it's been 102 years when you're going to come get me. So I'm just saying God is real. 
He is real, people. And those things that you hear, those miracles that you hear about in the Bible that you've heard people testify about, you can experience them in your own life. But it all starts with first confessing Christ as your personal Savior. And not just confessing him, but you got to accept him. You have to believe in that what you're saying. You know, I saw Count Dracula movie one time, and the Dracula was about to bite somebody, and they pulled the cross out and held it in front of him. And, you know, they thought because the cross, Dracula's supposed to be afraid of the cross. And Dracula looked at the man and said, yo, you got to believe in that for that to work. Mm, thank you, Jesus. That's a sermon right there. You got to believe in that for that to work. You have to believe in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to believe in the power of what he did on the cross for your own personal sins, for your shortcomings, next the world, for you, just for what you've done wrong. And if you can believe it and accept that gift that God gave, you can say this simple prayer, and I promise you, once you do, your life is going to begin to change. Hallelujah, God. And the prayer is just, Father God, I come to you this evening accepting the gift of your son, Jesus. I ask him to come into my life. I ask him to forgive me of my sins, and I ask him to begin to make me anew, even right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, then you just tell somebody. You don't have to wait until Sunday school, Bible study, Sunday worship, Sabbath worship. All of that is about joining a church membership. You can call somebody on the phone. You can send out a text. You can tell the person sitting next to you, hey, I've accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. And according to God's word, once you make that confession of faith, you are saved, and we welcome you to the kingdom of God. Now, we encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until then, bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Minister Rob is going to come on, and he's going to give you some announcements on how you can continue to follow us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, and then we will be continuing on with the ministry. Rob? All right, all right. This is the Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or listening to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And uh, we also thank those that share with their friends and family members. Thank you so much. And uh, anytime you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Uh, We also uh, are broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of the hosts, you can just press the number one, and we'll get you in as soon as we can. And uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page. This is at Purpose Kingdom on Facebook, at, at Facebook. <clears throat> there you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we make major announcements on that social media page, as well as others, as far as Instagram and Twitter, which is under Purpose underscore Kingdom. If you want to correspond with us via email, you can correspond with us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send in a prayer request. We gladly honor that. 
And those in need of a Bible, you can just leave your contact information and we see about getting you a, a Bible. Um, also, uh, we uh, do have a radio network, which is pkn.com, as well as Radio Co. And at pkn.com, you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay. And also, uh, with God's will and God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. And we're going to be having Study for Life, which is going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Study for Life. And that's going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly. All right. And with that, that's going to be the end of our announcements. And we're going to get back into the show. And, you know, um, one of the, the cool parts of um, being in a relationship is that you have that special bond. And from time to time, there are uh, moments of, of uh, like, uh, significant. You'll never forget, you know, what happened and, you know, how it happened and where it happened. And one of the moments I just want to, you know, ask um, each and every one of you, has there ever been a moment where, uh, for no reason at all, that you look at each other and then all of a sudden you burst out laughing? And I know that there might have been many moments of those instances, but I would like to just hear uh, if there is um, any instances where that just happened. So I want to go to Evangelist Todd because I think I heard him laugh out a little bit. And uh, let's ask him that, uh, you know, has any of those moments happened? Constantly, constantly. That's, that's his thing. I, that's why I, that's I praise God because, like, he got, uh, uh, has a marriage couple for 30 years together on the, on here, and he has a couple just that's been together for three years. And that's a good thing for listeners because there's people in the same positions out there listening. You know, and for us together for, for being together for three years, we have a lot. It's man, it's like I don't know. I, I, I we have our little jokes towards each other. You know what I mean? Those things we say to each other. You know what I mean? We like like, okay. like movies and stuff. So it's like once in a while we sit there or, or somebody would say something, and you around us and you say something dumb, we are gonna look at them and laugh at that. You know what I mean? If, if if a thought come across her mind and she's speaking on something and, and I'm speaking on it and it's it's, just, it's I don't know it's just, it's always it's, it's hard to pick like one one incident it's just so many of them like <laughs> oh man it's just, just any one any time minute any minute you just sit there and just look and just start laughing at something. Well, I know my favorite one. My favorite one was um, right around when we first got engaged, and I started introducing him to family and friends. And at the football field <laughs> for our football team, to the children, I'm grandma, to all the other coaches, I'm mom. And <laughs> one coach, his name, I'm going to just say Coach G, because that's what we call him, Coach G. And I was like, son, before you leave, I got to introduce you to someone and, you know, I showed him the ring and told him we had gotten engaged. And he said, where's he at? And at that particular time, Evangelist Todd was sitting down to other children in the team, and I pointed down to him, and I'll never forget it. He looked at me and he said, hey, Mom, what Christian singles.com front of the church sitting pew did you find this man on? And at the time he said it, 
Todd looked up at me. I looked up down at Todd, and we both bust out laughing. Now, Todd didn't even know what was being said. It was just it was just the funniness of it, like he felt something really funny had just been said to me, and we looked at each other and just both bust out into this really hard laugh, which became funnier after I told him the statement <laughs> and why I was initially laughing. But I said, like, well, why would you say that? He said, well, just look at him. He looked like he's sitting on some pastor's first pew as an armor bearer, head of the deacon board, church security, something. And it was. I'm like, yeah, how you going to hype one? They don't even know me. Like, how you going to just say that? The spirit of God. That's the spirit of God is on you. I was like, damn, man. That was, that was, that was funny. That was definitely funny. That's how it be, man. You know, and and, and that's why I praise God. It's like we're so close. We're we're so, we're so close in a short time. You know what I mean? And like like we we sat down and and, and talked and said, look, I told her the spirit. God told me you're not gonna get married to your friends in classes. So I told her, look, we gonna wait till your friends on marriage conference. Then we go on postpone the, the wedding until then. She's like, man. She started laughing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? She's like, man. Because I was just praying to God yesterday because God told me that same thing. I was like, well, I need for you to tell him that. Because <laughs> I don't know how, how he's going to feel about that. You know what I mean? And she said, God told me, you're going to be okay with Okay, he'll be okay with it. I'm like, yeah, because you're going to tell him. He know he's going to be okay, okay with it. Okay? Not because I'm, like, because he's telling me, going, but once I say so, he's going to be okay. But that's how I felt, though. Like I said, I'm reading the book stuff to open up for me. I, that's what I wanted, but. That's just how things be, man. In a short period of time, that growth is so. That's because the spirit is so strong. That's the thing about you. When, when, when like the, the guys putting my drop in my spirit now for those of us that's lifting up and engaged, your spirits have to be entwined. You got to in, entwined with Christ. You you got to be in line with God's words. You got to be obedient to what God is telling you to do, and you got to follow that. And I'm saying we all fall short to the glory of God. But don't be obedient to him, disobedient to him. You know I mean, you got, you got to know that we're humans, we're going, we're going to make mistakes. But what type of mistakes are you making is the question that's being asked. Stand strong on God's words. Do what God tells you to do. If you truly love the person you want to get married to, be obedient to God. Amen. All right, Charles and Maureen? I'm going to let Charles go first. <laughs> no, I always tell her you, you ever you ever have a um, controversy with your with your mate when y'all be I mean even if you're talking about a verse in the Bible, you know, and y'all going back and forth what it means, what it says. You heard this person say, it means "Yeah." What makes yeah. us laugh is when God comes and confirms it. <laughs> See, God, God, God is. <laughs>
And it's like I said, y'all, like, I kept, yesterday, it wasn't yesterday I was sitting in the living room, and he got me up. He said, Maureen, come here. I said, babe, I, I'm I'm resting my back. You know, I have these spasms. I rest he said, no, I want you to come smell this. And I was like, that's and, cool. That's cool. Pastor Toy gonna like this one because I now, I haven't smelled it yet, Pastor Toy. But when I went in my um, they call it dining room. I told Morgan, I said uh, I smell an oil here. She said, Well, I said, mm. No, you got to come. You know, I know you're back hurting. You know, I will pick you up and bring you in here, but you got to come smell this. Soon as she walked in the former dining room, she said, That's a oil. I said, He letting you know it's gonna. He already said, Stick to the million dollar plan. It's gonna be okay. And that's when he mm-hmm. let me. Uh-huh. Know. I never smelled this oil before. Yep, and nobody mm. else smelled it. And I was like, oh, that's Khalil. He here. I looked at him. I said, see, Charles, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that that really makes us laugh because I said, look, you know, a lot of things. See, a lot of people don't realize, and my wife had to bring this to me. That's why I tell you, fellas, you got to listen to your wives because they got a lot of wisdom. Okay? Yeah. My wife had to tell me, I don't care if you are you are an elder, a bishop, whatever you are, you can always learn something. Even from your mate. Exactly. Right. When she sat and told me, she said, you know what? She said, a lot of times people don't see Khalil because they're not ready for it. They don't hear Khalil because right. they're not ready for it. But when you're ready, you'll see him, he'll come talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the same thing with my grandmother and my grandma. You know, my mother, when, when they passed, and I, I had a um, Rishi from in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. She told me, she said, and I didn't know her. We was in a dentist's office. I didn't know her from a can of paint. She said, if you need anything in your life, sir, she said, go down on your knees and talk to your mother. Yes, she, she did. She said, because your mother is sitting there waiting to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I said, you know what? My mother died when I was eight years old. I'm 64. Right. I'll be 65 in April. You know, and, and, and I had to think about that, you know, and it, it's almost like another relationship because I hadn't talked to my mom in so long. You know, I tell people, I said, look, you got to get back to the basics. You know how you talk to your mom every night before she went to bed and I was the last one out of eight, so I, I was like the baby right. boy. You know, I was mm-hmm. always hanging around her. And, and then you, you ever get those things on, on um, Instagram where they say, who is looking out for you in heaven? You know, and then you, you, mm-hmm. you look at the plate and push it up, and it said, your mother. Mm-hmm. It said, your mother is the one that has your back. Yeah, because I, I truly, like I tell Pastor Toy all the time, I used to have, like, different visions and dreams of, like, whiteness floating around my room. And one time she said, Maureen, just stand under it. And I felt the hug, like a hug, like never before. Mm-hmm. And it just made me mm-hmm. fall to my knees and just thank them. Because mm-hmm. I just needed that hug. I needed that confirmation that you got my back. You got my six. And I just needed that confirmation that he said he would never leave me, nor forsake me. Man. And it was to feel his love, yeah. it just took me to another Sometimes realm. Sometimes you need that. God knows when you need that because, he, I mean, he knows what we're going to do before we can go through it. Yeah. So that's why I tell a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, when they say pray continuously without ceasing, mm-hmm. that don't mean you got to get on your knees all the time. You can be going to a job interview. God, mm-hmm. you know, I know you're yeah. doing this job, and I know you already told you, you went before me. Okay? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I remember one time I was going to um, – Percocy, PA, to see a, one of my patients. And God said, just pull over and give me praise. I actually pulled over on the highway. And just I, I thank you, God. I just thank you. And 
by me pulling over, that I don't know how long he kept me there, but as I was pulling off, it was so many car accidents in front of me. He said, I just needed your attention for a little mm-hmm. while so you wouldn't mm-hmm. be in there. Mm-hmm. So I Amen. I thank you. He called, he called out his children. Yeah, he, he look, just look, set look, me. Look, I need to talk me. to you real fast. Pull over. Mm-hmm. And I was obedient, and I just pulled over, and I said, I just thank you. And I didn't even realize what I was thanking him for, but he was telling me, just give me praise now. So when you hear him tell you, just start praising him, because he sees something that is coming. Oh, it's coming. And I just thank him. We got to remember when when... God told the Israelites to march around um, Jericho's wall. He told them to march in silence for seven days. And then on that seventh day, he said, march in silence around the wall six times. And then on the, I want y'all to let out a shout of praise. Now, understand, <laughs> when they let out the shout of praise, the walls were still standing. When they was marching around the walls, the walls were still standing. And and here go the funny part. God didn't even say to them, and when y'all let out that praise on the seventh time, I'm going to bring the wall down. He just said, on that seventh time, shout. Praise. Just shout. Mm -hmm. We don't always see what the battle is that he is giving us the victory in when he tells us to praise him. We just got to give him that praise. The songwriter said, don't wait till the battle is over to shout, but shout now because you already know in the end you're going to win. <coughs> just give him the praise right now. And then it was funny because I, I was listening to you talk about um, smelling Khalil and, and his spirit just being present in the house, a lot of times we got to remember being able, being sensitive to the spiritual realm is a gift. Everybody don't get that gift. Everybody don't see it. (laughs) So a lot of times people can't see it. They don't understand what we're saying or what we're experiencing or going through because they're not sensitive in that area. They they don't have that gift. And some people have the gift, but they've convinced themselves that that was just childhood imagination, so they've killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were driving back to Philadelphia one day, and we were on Lincoln Highway. I don't know what that cross street was, but there was a man on the bike, um, Route 100. There was a man on the bike. And he started, now we're at the red light. We both looked, and we saw this man begin to cross the street riding his bike. When he got to the middle of the street, the man disappeared. I looked at Todd, looked back straight. I didn't say anything. He looked at me, looked back straight, didn't say anything. And then I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, yo, where that man go? Did you just see that? Where that man go? Or driving up here. Sometimes I have to tell the spirits, yo, stop. I can't talk to y'all right now. I can't see y'all, feel y'all, hear y'all, none of that. Stop. Y'all breaking my focus. People wonder why I keep gospel music on when I'm driving. That's why. It's not because I'm scared of them, but I need God to keep them at bay so I can keep my focus. 
You driving mm-hmm. down the street, and all of a sudden, somebody's standing in front of your car, and you drive right through them. I got to be able to tell the difference between who really in the street and, you know, who used to be in the street a long time ago when something happened to them. You're right. Mm. And it's just but like, we oh, don't right. So uh, we are at the conclusion of tonight's show, and uh, I'd like to thank everybody for joining tonight. And uh, it, it's been fun, and I hope it's been fun for, for everyone. And um, just simply, you know, um, in relationships, it's hard work. So uh, keep up the good hard work um, in your relationships. And, um, you know, to everybody, um, we're, we're signing off. And uh, join us again in two weeks. And don't forget, tomorrow we have uh, Study for Life, and we'll see you at 9 p.m. Okay, and everybody, uh, let's say goodbye, and uh, we'll go ahead and end tonight's show. Yeah. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. One more thing. Jesus blessed. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.